What's up, y'all? It's Drewski, and I've teamed up with Mountain Dew to produce a hilarious new basketball podcast called The Dew Zone with Drewski. Learn the backstories of your favorite ballers and celebrities like Jamal Murray. Did you have, like, a favorite team? Was it the Raptors at the time or no? Was the Raptors even started around that time? Come on, bro. I ain't that old, fam. <laughs> You're talking like I'm 50. Taylor Rooks, Asia Wilson, and many more. You won't want to miss this. Listen to The Do Zone with Drewski on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and wherever you listen to podcasts. What's up, guys? Organized News Podcast. My name is Solomon Ali at Redneck Noops on Twitter. You're joined by Forrest Walker at Do Not on Twitter. How you doing, man? Uh, I'm I'm good enough. I'm good enough. So we're gonna do a preseason takeaway edition of the podcast. So there's been three preseason games for the Rockets. They are now two and one on the preseason. Uh, not that it really matters, but I just want to start with the caveat that yeah, it's preseason. I know a lot of what we're seeing may not matter. But some of it does. So let's just get that out of the way. Like, yeah, And there's, no, there's nothing else for us to look at anyway. <laughs> right. So I don't want to couch everything I say with it's preseason, it's preseason. Like You guys are grown up. Like you don't, I don't have to keep saying that over and over again. Um, <laughs> so yeah, let's get that out of the way. I know it's preseason. You don't have to tell me. I, I know. So what's one big overarching takeaway you've gathered from the Rockets preseason thus far? Um... They need to stay healthy, I guess. Actually, here's my one biggest takeaway from preseason. Uh, don't stream anything on Facebook ever again. Good grief. I, I, am, I didn't even end up getting a chance to look at that game because like, it was too unwatchable uh, on their website. And we'll just leave it at that. Right. And like... If you have league pass, you should be able to watch it like preseason. Like, right? I, I, I don't, I don't understand why that's that. It shouldn't be that complicated. Like, if you have league pass, <laughs> you should be able to watch preseason. Like, what, what are you enticing league pass subscribers to do? Like, subscribe again? They're already subscribed. You, there's no point in leaving them out of the preseason. Um, it's, it's dumb. It, and the way the Rockets stream, like. On through their website, it's just really clunky. I mean, I, I don't know why they don't they don't just use like straight up Periscope, well, like Periscope. Yeah, or whatever. I, I just it's so simple. Like it's it's not. I don't. You can. You're allowed to use proprietary software to stream things. It's okay. It, it's fine if it's not your own stuff. You can use yeah. you can use uh Periscope. I'm sorry. Yeah, I don't mind using their service or whatever, like using their their Facebook page or to watch a game as sucks. long as you can actually do it. Yeah, it but sucks. you like we like it wasn't even there for most of the game, and then when it was there, it was basically unwatchable. And I was just like, I like I'm gonna give up on this game, and maybe it'll be archived on League Pass. Nope, didn't even get archived on League Pass. It's just that game is just lost to history. I know it's just a preseason game against the Spurs, but that seems really weird and unprofessional to just like let this one slip in through the sands of time for no reason. Right, and like the Rockets didn't even address it on their social media. I'm just like, come on, guys, like. It- Half of the people that want to watch the game are watching it through Reddit. 
they're they're they're, yeah. pi- they're pirating the game like that's that, that's that seems like it should be a bigger issue to you yeah. like well, and for a while there was literally no no way to watch the game at all except for except for illegal streams like yeah. literally no possible way to watch the game which does not really seem like the uh the revenue stream they're looking for right um my, my big overarching takeaway is and I know it's preseason, so I, again, I, I'm not going to keep saying this. The Rockets may have gotten like 10 to 15% worse as a team. It's hard to tell. And I know this contradicts everything we've been saying all on this podcast all summer. But they just don't look as sharp as they usually do on both ends. And I may have undersold the importance of P.J. Tucker to this defense. Because they've been, I mean, garbage on defense up until tonight. They were just really really bad defensively like they're in the 20s defensively and it, yeah it's preseason but they should be much better than that uh we should expect much better than that and pretty much pj t- until pj tucker came back they were really bad and they've had they've also had some other injuries michael carter williams missed a game tonight clint capella missed a game so yeah they're battling injuries i get it but they should be much better than this and offensively, like yeah. that, that should be their bread and butter. They should be an elite offensive team, no question. And they just haven't been. Like they just haven't been among the league's leading offenses in preseason. So it, it's it's having me raise my eyebrow a little bit at this team. Uh, it's preseason. I get it. I understand that. But they're playing heavy minutes, and the Rockets talked about preseason as if it was going to be a real appetizer to the season, and they haven't treated it that way. Uh, at least that's what their play suggests. Well, the uh, my general rule of preseason is if it looks good, it's a mirage. If it looks bad, it's real. Right, yeah. Um, they, they've just looked a little disjointed is the best word to describe it. Uh, yeah. And I don't quite know they're, what it is. Go ahead. Well, they're working in a lot of guys is the thing. Like, they're playing a lot of these new guys they've just brought in, like, a lot of heavy minutes. I mean, starting with even the first game, they're just like, yeah, here we go. We're just going to play a whole bunch of, like, Chris and Michael Carter-Williams and Ennis. And they're really kind of working these new elements in. Uh, I, I mean, it's a little too early to really judge how it's going to go, yeah, but it does yeah. look like it's going to be a transition more of a trend like there is a transition to be done here uh ariza was a big part of their coordination on defense if not necessarily like the main part of their action on defense they definitely missed tucker in the first two games in a big way uh so yeah Yeah. i i mean it's going to be fine i think long term but like what does fine mean they're in a position where fine might not be good enough Right, like they they definitely need to make some adjustments before the actual games that matter tip off. Uh, And it's possible that all these teams have played like European teams and Chinese teams and their numbers are all off and the Rockets have not gotten a chance to get their 50-point blowout against the Shanghai Sharks yet. And (laughs) maybe that'll help things a lot. Maybe that'll help even things out a little bit. Uh, Generally, the Rockets open up against the Shanghai Sharks and their numbers look a lot better. So maybe maybe that's what it is, and you know a lot of these you know there's NBA teams have been playing you know the Sharks, Real Madrid, all these teams that aren't up to their standard have been blowing them out, and their numbers have affected that. So maybe that's maybe that's what it is. Maybe it's just noise. Maybe it's we don't know, but it, it's it is. There, I'm gonna raise a yellow flag. I'm not gonna raise a red flag. I'm gonna raise a yellow flag for how yeah, they play in the preseason. How come they always have to play the Grizzlies like twice in the preseason and to end up the preseason? 
What's it, up with that? It's I don't know. It's weird. Like it's it's definitely weird. And the Grizzlies are actually a good team this year, so that doesn't help things. Like they're healthy, mm-hmm. and which uh, I've been which I've been telling people for a while that like everyone's like ah they're gonna win like thirty five games. Like are you sure? Are you sure that you know healthy Mike Conley and Marcus All uh, are gonna only be worth thirty five games? They're a decent team. They're always a decent team as long as they aren't totally hobbled by injuries. Right, and Chandler Parsons actually looks a little bit better than he has for the past two years. I mean, he's looked yeah. like dog crap the last two years, and, and he hey, looks a lot good better. For him. Right, yeah. yeah. Yeah, he's been battling injuries, and he's been mocked because of it, because of the contract he took on, but he looks a lot better. Um, so, who among the new additions has stood out to you, in your opinion? I'll go first. Um, <laughs> Michael yeah. Carter Williams. That's the one. That's the one. I have to admit, man, like I kind of wrote off MCW as like a bad basketball player in my head, and he still might be. Uh, the guy is just doing a lot of stuff on the basketball court. He's aggressive when he has the ball in his hands. He's always been a good passer, but it's fun to see him play so freely under Mike D'Antoni. Defensively, he's been a disruptor, getting into passing lane, defending multiple positions. In transition is really where he shines. The guy is just fast. He keeps his head up and makes smart decisions. It looks like the Rockets are going to scale him down to like a combo wing, which seems like a smart decision. He's not going to play point guard anymore. Uh, he has a length to play really three positions defensively, so it doesn't really matter what position he's playing. Honestly, the yeah. Rockets are going to switch everything anyways. The jump shot still isn't there, and he hasn't taken many jump shots. That's Yeah, that's that's the only thing that's worrying about him, which is weird. I didn't think we were going to be there at all, right? Right. And that's going to be a problem in the playoffs, but I think there's a chance he gives the Rockets good minutes in the regular season. Like, the, I, I can't believe I'm saying this. Like, I, I just completely wrote off MCW. I mean, even in the uh, even in the playoffs, I think you're better off with a guy who can't shoot but can do the rest of the game well enough than a guy who cannot play defense but can shoot. Because you can put you can run a lineup where Michael Carter Williams is the only guy who can't shoot in that lineup. Sure. That's on the table. You know, he can be the one guy you can help off of uh, in like a small lineup but as long as Clint Capella's not out there. Uh, so I think he has more potential use in the playoffs than uh, some other guys might. So I'm, I don't know. I'm, I am very surprised by how good he's looked. Uh, I think that he realizes he really needs to make this work. This is a huge opportunity for him, and it's like a last opportunity for him. His career is going to be in a big tailspin if he cannot manage to show off something in this season uh but so far it looks like he probably will so uh so far so good i guess which is the best you can do in preseason yeah and give the rockets credit they've been after him for a while like this is not just a they signed him this summer because they wanted him this summer like they've they've tried to trade for him in the past and it's been kind of confounding to me as to why they were interested in michael carter williams because <laughs> Other than his rookie year, he's just been a bad basketball player. I mean, to to be completely honest, he really has not provided any team much utility. And if he can provide that to the Rockets, I mean, that's a good career turnaround at age twenty six. I mean, yeah. he he looks like they're he looks like the replacement for Luke. Is what he looks like. Uh, that's what, kind of what they want to use him for. Right? They want to get him on the wing in a like a in a, a versatile position. He can't shoot. You know, Luke could shoot a lot better than than he can, but. Uh, you know, he's kind of that like, you know, 80% 
uh, replacement, I guess, if they're if they're lucky. Which is that's not what that's not what any of us thought was going to happen. Everybody thought that he was just going to be a guy languishing on the bench. So there's still the entire season to go. But so you know, looking looking good. Uh, and if you can keep this up, they have a great piece on their hands. Right, and, and, and he might be a worse shooter than Luke, but he's a much better passer than Luke. I mean, yeah, like, the guy like the ball just tends to swing when he's on the when he's in the game. Like it just, especially when he's in the game with Chris Paul and James Harden, the ball just the side to side movement is just really really fun to watch. Uh, it, like there was a play I remember um, where somebody drove into the lane. Michael Carter Williams got the ball. He passed it to Eric Gordon. It was like a there was like a bunch of sw- swivel passes, and the ball ended up in the hands of Eric Gordon. He got an open three, uh, and it was just an easy shot that you know Eric Gordon took in rhythm. And you know th- that's just something that you know I didn't expect to see from him, like helping out the team. It, it's definitely a positive um, addition so far. Now we still have to see what he's going to provide in the regular season. I think he's going to provide something like, as opposed to what I thought he was going to provide before preseason. I thought he was going to provide pretty much nothing. And now it looks, it looks a lot more encouraging his addition. Oh, and what you can, well, one thing you can take away from preseason is what they intend to do with players, right? Right. They, you, we didn't know what their role was going to be for Michael Carter Williams. And now we see what the role actually is. And that's something you can take away from it, that this is what they're going to do with him. And that by that on its own is already a good sign going forward. Yeah, for sure. For sure. Like he, he definitely looks like he's going to play combo wing and defend multiple positions. It's definitely clear what his role is, which you're right. We had no idea what it was going into preseason. And um, one guy who has not looked good in preseason rocket, new Rockets edition is Marquise Chris. Marquise Chris (laughs) has looked awful. And, yeah, and, he, yeah, he's done. <laughs> I don't yeah. know, man. I, I want to be easy on the kid. Like, he's 21 years old, and I get it. Like, he's learning a new system, learning a new offense. The Rockets are asking him to do different things than what he was doing at Phoenix. But in Phoenix, the guy was just a bad basketball player. Like, I, I know where he was drafted. I get it. He was drafted as a, as a high first-round pick. I understand that. He He's not played up to that potential. He just hasn't. Like the Rockets took a second draft on him, and that's fine. But he he wasn't part of the he wasn't the main part of the deal. The main part of the deal was was getting off of Ryan Anderson's money. That was that was a priority one. That was a financial decision, for, first and foremost. Yeah. And he, Mike Marquise Chris was a throw in as sort of a maybe he works out for you guys. And so far in the preseason, he's just been a bad. A bad basketball player. Rotation-wise, on defense, he's just been a step too slow every single time. Um, the Rockets lose games continually when he's checked into the game. Um, on offense, he just he has no hands. He can't catch anything. And when he does go up, he can't finish. Like, and that's w- pretty much what the Rockets were going to simplify his role to. They were they were going to ask him to be like Capella's backup. And you can't you can't be that if you can't catch passes. And finish at the rim, like that. That's that's your main role. He's been a good shot blocker, but everything else, like defensively, other than blocking shots, he's been bad. And I, I just don't think he's going to get that backup center position. Actually, I actually think Isaiah Hardenstein is a more suitable replace replacement for Nene if Nene is indeed going to be faded out this season because he hasn't played in the preseason. If Nene is going to be faded out this season, I actually think they should go with Isaiah Hardenstein. At that backup center position, I just think Marquise Chris 
like frankly, like he's going to play in the G League and the Rockets are probably going to cut him next season if he doesn't show any improvement. I just think he's a bad basketball player at this point. And and I I know he's young, so I, I don't want to be too hard on him, but I mean, am I I'm supposed to be honest here and I I just haven't seen any encouraging signs from him. Well, if it doesn't work in the preseason on the Houston Rockets, it's not going to work anywhere. That's the problem is that preseason doesn't show you very much, but like it's not going to get any easier for him in any other situation. This is this is like the easiest situation he's going to come across from here on out in his career, most likely. And he's unable to really show much of anything at all. So yeah, he needs to turn it around in a big way in the next couple of games. Or uh, I don't I don't know how he's going to like even carve out the minutes at all, given uh, how many quality players are on that team. Yeah, it's not only that he's been bad; it's it's that he's been so bad that he stuck out like a sore th- thumb. Like it's easy for me to spot him out, and that that, that shouldn't be happening. Like in preseason, if you're if you're bad, like you shouldn't be receiving the type of minutes he's been getting. But the, the Rockets have been giving it to him, and he hasn't done much with it. And he, it, not only has he not done much with it, he's been a negative impact player. So yeah, I mean it's 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 not looking great for him. Uh, he has a partial guarantee for his next his for next season. So I, I he's going to get paid. But I don't think he's gonna get the the full amount of his contract. Um, yeah, I mean that that's those are the additions that stick out to me. James Ennis has been as good as we thought he was going to be. Like he, yeah, he lo- he's fine. Yeah, he looks he looks to be like eighty percent of Trevor Reza and more athletic than Trevor Reza. Um, but I'm not sure if he's necessarily integrated defensively into the system yet. Like he's. He's still learning some things, and I think he'll figure it out. But I mean, to, to tonight yeah. he was like a plus twenty-eight, like a team high plus twenty-eight. Like he's definitely going to be a positive addition for it, for the Rockets, and I'm glad that he's starting because I, I I couldn't see a role for him coming off the bench that would that would have enhanced his strengths as much as starting would have. Yeah, I think he's going to be a good starter. Uh, I do think that he. He is leaving a little bit on the table compared to Rizzo when it comes to the defensive end. Right. Uh, he's like he's not quite as quick laterally. It looks like to me. Uh, he's he's good. He's good, and he and then once he figures out his role in the system a little better, I think it's going to be fine. Uh, but I think they are taking a little bit of a step back defensively there, but probably a little bit of a step forward offensively. His offense. He, he's he's much younger, very clearly, just by looking at him move. Right. And he's he's a lot more athletic than Trevor Reese is at this point, yeah. and he really is able to move on offense in a way that is a uh, once once everybody knows where they need to stand and such i think is going to be better for them yeah it's kind of brewer-esque in the way that he, that he moves in transition so yeah that that's been encouraging that he's been about as good as we thought he'd be maybe a little bit maybe a slight downgrade for reza at this point but it's still preseason and he still hasn't learned the full extent of the system yet um but yeah it's it that's been an encouraging addition so far so far, of the, I would say, gamble additions, you know, James Ennis, Michael Carter-Williams, Marquise Chris, Brandon Knight, I, I feel like they've hit on two of those, which I feel like is a good percentage, right? Yeah, Be- that's more than you'd expect in most cases. Right, right. Is it too early to, is it too early to say that we were wrong about Carmel Anthony? Yeah, it is okay. too early. All right, all right. <laughs> because he's... I mean, we might be, but it's still too early. He's been really good. like, And defensively, he's still a problem. But offensively, he's been pretty damn good. Like in terms of understanding his role, he's taking about six threes a game. He's eliminated a lot of the long twos. 
he was taking in New York and even Oklahoma City. The, Oklahoma City, they, they've they asked him to take more threes, but he's taking more in Houston, and he seems like he's enjoying it more. He feels like he's getting qual- better quality looks on the three point line. I just feel like he's a positive replacement for Ryan Anderson. Like I, I think I think that was what the Rockets envisioned bringing him in as, but. The fact that we know now he's going to come off the bench, and we know that we knew for about a few months now that he's taking the veterans minimum. I mean, I I don't know why, how you can be too upset at the signing at this point because I mean, if he's going to come off the bench and become basically a Ryan Anderson replacement, that's pretty much all we wanted for that those kind of minutes that he's going to be playing. Right? He's only played around twenty five minutes per game, and I I imagine going into postseason that's probably going to decrease. So I mean, I. I think the Rockets may have hit on that signing, and it, to me that it's a little bit surprising because I didn't think he'd be as good coming out the gates, especially in preseason, uh, as he's been. He's shooting fifty percent from three, which is ridiculous. Shooting fifty yeah. percent from three—that's that, not going to keep up, but yeah. that's a real good sign. At least it's not a bad sign. On six attempts a game, that is a lot too. Like that—that yeah. that, that's—he's probably going to decline to around thirty-eight percent, thirty-seven percent. But that's if, pretty good. Yeah, that's 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 pretty, that's damn good. That's not that's for what the for what we were expecting from the Rock from Carmelo Anthony this season. He looks really really good. He looks like a natural addition to this team. Um, defensively, again, he has not looked good, but we weren't <laughs> expecting much from him defensively. We weren't yeah. expecting anything from him defensively. My feeling is that he is a yeah he is strictly better than Ryan Anderson. Honestly, like there's nothing that. Maybe Ryan Anderson's like a t- like a little bit better three point shooter, but he certainly wasn't at tor- toward the end of that season in playoffs when he just looked totally shook out there. And if there's one thing that Melo doesn't do, it's ever worried about shooting three pointers. Right. Um, so I, I I still am not convinced that he's going to be usable in uh, most playoff situations. Like his defense is really bad, and it's not like I. I I think he's trying, but it's just not good enough. Uh, so I don't know what they're going to do with him in, in the playoffs, especially against the better teams in the league, like the Warriors. I really don't think that – I still am not convinced they can play him even, even a single minute in the Warriors series. But if all he's doing is just like basically playing in the regular season and spotting those minutes that, uh, that were going to Ryan Anderson previously, it's not a loss by any means. So, yeah, he's uh, – He's playing like the idealized version of Karma Anthony right now. Like, stretch the floor for these amazing playmakers and play bully ball when you have a matchup. That that's what we wanted from thirty-four year old Carmelo Anthony. That's yeah. like if we were scripting Carmelo Anthony's career, this is what he should be doing at this point in his career. He just hasn't. He just hasn't done that. He hasn't <laughs> well, he hasn't understood that this is what he should be doing. And for the Rockets, I mean, if if you can get him to do that. On a bench roll, like that's that's great. Like uh, that that for two and a half million dollars per year or whatever he's getting paid on the minimum, that's that's great. You take that any day of the week. Yeah, and assuming that he keeps doing this over the course of the season, which you know it's not a given, but that seems more likely than not, right? That he, this is kind of what the role is, and he seems to be he's getting decent numbers. You know, I think it's going to help his reputation a lot if he keeps doing this. Uh, assuming he keeps this up, then. Uh, I think it's a testament to the synergy in that system and in that team that it. What did it take to finally convince Camille Anthony that he needs to actually play 
in a way that's going to help him. And it's going to, to on a team with Chris Paul and James Harden and Mike D'Antoni and Daryl Morey, all of whom have the same ideas about how to do things. Uh, I think that speaks a lot to the strength of having a bunch of players and stars and uh, and coaching staff and front office staff who are all on the same page because they can all come at them together and say, look, here's what you need to do and here's why it's going to work. And he seems to have accepted it to some degree, uh, which is a lot better than anyone else has been able to do for him. So I think that's – it's uh, regardless of whether or not it's a big win for the team in actual gameplay, it is a very good sign for the team in terms of how they operate behind the scenes. Right, yeah, it does show getting guys like this to work is a strong sign of organizational stability and just competence. I mean, like it's just yeah. it, it just shows that you you're an organization that knows what you're doing with talent, and uh, it's, it's kind of like what the Spurs do with guys who look like they may not be a Spursy player. Like Rudy Gay is a good example of this. Like when when the Spurs got Rudy Gay, I just didn't understand the role for him. <laughs> on that team, and I, I, I didn't understand like how he would fit into that into that ecosystem. And be considering he likes to he likes to hold the ball a lot, he likes to massage the ball a lot, he likes to shoot a lot of long twos. And I mean, he just does. He's just on the wrong side of the age curve, right? Uh, very similar to the Rockets signing Carmelo Anthony in that in all in all those you know respects. And the Spurs took him and turned him into a positive basketball player. And he may not be a positive basketball player in like 15 or 17 other teams in the NBA, but if he's a positive basketball player in your ecosystem, that's all that really matters, right? That's all that you just need to get. You just need to optimize that player for your ecosystem, and it doesn't really matter how he performs outside that ecosystem. Yep. Yeah. Uh, So, yeah, I like it. (laughs) Yeah. I'm, I'm heartened by that. Yeah, I mean, it's still too early, and Carmelo may not be as good in the regular season as he's been in preseason, and he's definitely going to see a drop-off in shooting percentage. Like, it's, he's not, he's not going <laughs> to yeah, shoot... Yeah, you can't. Yeah, he's not going to shoot 50% from three. That's ludicrous. That, you, no one should ever expect anybody to shoot 50% from three, even Steph. Steph shoots, like, 45% from three. So you can't expect Carmelo Anthony to shoot 50. That's ridiculous. Um yeah, what's important to take away from their preseason and what should we discard? Uh, so I think the important things to take away from preseason are buy-in and system. Uh, you can see who's willing to buy in a system, which so far looks to be everybody to varying degrees of success. You can see who they're going to use in what way. Uh, and then I think also you can take away how chemistry and communication looks, which... Right now, it seems like it's a process, but not a, not a red flag. Uh, what you can't take away from the regular season is basically everything else, because the the points are made up and the scores don't matter. Right. Um, I would say what you can take away from this from Rockets preseason is, um, again, they they've they've gotten things out of players that I didn't think would be good for their team, and. I think that's going to translate to the to the regular season. What you should probably discard is the amount of white noise you get from games where your your team isn't healthy. Like when the games that PJ Tucker missed, like they're not going to be that bad defensively. I don't think, or at least yeah. I, they're not going to be like twenty fifth in the league defensively. Uh, I I think you can discard those games, and I just think I just think in general you're right. Like you shouldn't really pay attention to the record. You should probably pay attention to how everything is moving, as to as opposed to what it's what 
that movement is producing? Yeah, like the like for example, the biggest caution I have so far is that it looks like a lot of the new guys don't really understand where what they need to be doing right now. Like I've seen a lot of passes get whiffed because the newer players don't know where they need to go during a fast break or something like that. Stuff like that. It just looks like in you know like a instating them in the system is going to take a little bit of time. Uh, but that's not something that like I think necessarily lasts forever. But it does look like some of them are going to need need a minute. Like it's not going to they're not going to be a fully armed and operational battle station on the first day of the season. One hundred percent. So yeah, subscribe to the podcast on iTunes, Google Play, and Stitcher. Give us a five star review on iTunes. Helps you find our show. Follow me on Twitter at Red Nation Noobs. Follow Forrest on Twitter at Do Not. And yeah, guys. Good night. ones who know that a little late is always too late and that the clock doesn't stop just because you're missing a part granger offers supplies and solutions for every industry and our keep stock inventory management solutions help ensure you have the right stuff in the right place at exactly the right time visit granger.com slash keep to learn more granger for the ones who get it done